to From the Stairs, your one-stop shop podcast for insider access and in-depth interviews with your favorite Billiken coaches and players. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Billiken Podcast for the latest news on future episodes. Now, here is your host, Billiken Athletic Director, Chris May. Welcome fans, uh, Billiken fans. This is our uh, our regular uh, podcast from the stands where we talk to... Uh, we're talking all Billikens and uh, athletics, and we have uh, two of our rock star coaches with us today, Kevin Kalish and uh, Katie Shields, who are joining us so we can talk a little bit of soccer. Um, Katie has uh, been here since, uh, when did you become the coach? 2013? 2013. 2013. Head coach for the Billikens since 2013. Made Herman Stadium an unbelievable home field advantage for our Billikens um, 2019 team where we finished 45th in the RPI went 17, four and two, including uh, school records of 11 home wins and 13 shutouts uh, really building our women's program to uh, being the preeminent uh, uh, contender to win the A-10 championship. And now the next step as we talk is how do we get into the NCAA tournament and make runs? Kevin, um, a former uh, Billiken academic and All-American, um, has been here for two seasons. 2019, 1-10 wins, 10-7, first time since 2014. But uh, having the bar of uh, the history of Billiken men's soccer, right? Uh, where we have uh, we have huge aspirations, and we have those for both of our programs. So I welcome you guys. Welcome. Uh, it's awesome to see as uh, the energy is kicked in on campus. Right, uh, we've got uh, students here, students here training, going to class, and getting back to the passion of what we do. And so that's what excites me is all the work that you both have done throughout the off season to prepare for this. And so we'll start with you, Katie. Um, uh, how is it going to date in the new world, right? Uh, we're in extraordinary times, but we're, we're in extraordinary times, but at the end of the day, it's still students going to SLU to get a great education and compete. So how's it gone so far with the uh, Billiken women? Yeah, so far, just kind of finishing up the first week of training and uh, just the level of excitement and energy uh, to be back. You know, obviously, we're still working through our processes of it looks a little different than it would usually look this time in August, what's going on on the field. But the energy is phenomenal. Uh, the talent is exciting. Uh, they're in a really good place physically. So um, it's it's been exciting. And I, I think our group is just so grateful to be back playing together. Kevin, uh, how, how from the men's side? How are the men doing and what's it uh, look like from uh, the men's perspective? Yeah, similar to what Katie said. I think, um, you know, I think, I think the players long for that structure, right, just to have uh, a schedule each day to go to, go, to, go to training, work on the field, you know, work with the coaches on a daily basis, and then also, you know, go to school. So I think our guys are finally uh, settled into a little bit of a routine now after the first week and – you know, excited to um, look at this enormous opportunity in front of us with uh, the fall season being able to train. Well, it uh, training. I wanted to get your both of your thoughts on training. You know, it's been uh, it's been a long time, right? Spring got cut short. Um, there hasn't been the ability to really play um, like they typically would have during the summer. So, how has the physical conditioning gone so far, and how do you see? the training plans need to be throughout this fall because now 
and we're darn close to officially uh, announcing that there will be spring championships uh, for our fall sports and with the NCAA. But now that there's a long ramp up, what does that look like in the sport of soccer? We'll start with you, Kevin. Yeah, so you know it's a great question, and we've had a lot of a lot of ongoing conversations with Rob Hornet, um, our director of sports performance, over the summer about how to periodize everything from a physical perspective and make sure that that the players are are ready to perform when needed, right? And so I think the moving targets regarding the preseason dates and the start dates and whatnot was something that we I give the players a ton of credit. They bought in and they followed the script. Um, and now you know that targets change and that and that goalpost has moved a bit to the spring. So now it's a little bit more about long-term athletic development, um, similar to what you would see in, in a normal spring season, I guess you could say, and um, really putting the energies and focus on that while still maintaining a you know baseline fitness levels that we expect from our team. Katie, how is it with the women? Similar. I think we've been, you know, I think cautious is probably the the best word to use, um, understanding what their bodies have experienced the last six months and how they've never experienced a time like that in their uh, in their careers of playing soccer. So we've been very, very light physically. Uh, they are still experiencing soreness this week, um, which is surprising to to us as a staff. Um, so every day keeping track of, of what their load is and how their, their daily wellness is reporting back to us and, and just being flexible as a staff as we just build them up. Priority one is health. Keep them on the field. Keep them able to build and layer their foundation day by day. And we'll have them game ready come spring. Does it, uh, I ask this to both of you, does it give a, an advantage that you typically wouldn't have for, for a young team, for young players? It's beautiful for us. We've got a, a young group. We graduated a, a pretty uh, experienced bunch. Um, and so getting this, getting to make up for lost time in the spring, have eight really talented newcomers uh, get, get their feet wet, get you know, used to college soccer and get into our system and all our culture. It's, it's the one beautiful silver lining as a program um, with, with the spring season. Kevin, you've got a you've got a highly talented young group. Also, is it is it any different for your group? No, it's the same, right? So, if you really think think back, you know, eighteen months or so, you know, two thirds of our team has been brought in over the last, you know, two recruiting classes. So, uh, you know that that growth that growth uh, time in the spring was kind of cut short for a lot of the incoming freshmen from last year, and obviously, like Katie, we brought in a, a really talented class for this year. So, yeah, we're excited just to kind of roll up our sleeves and, and get to work with these guys. The uh, We're seeing programs across the country, uh, some struggle. And as you know, we've talked about it as coaches with the coaches group all summer. I, I firmly believe that there are programs that are going to excel greatly during this time. There are going to be programs that are going to be flat, stagnant, and take steps back. And there's other programs that are going to excel big time. From both of your perspective, what is it going to take to ensure to be on the acceleration side? I, I am unbelievably proud that all of our students have really done a good job of embracing our COVID plan. And because yeah, you got to have that foundation. And, and we've seen universities, we've seen athletic programs uh, having major challenges right now and getting shut down for long periods of time uh, because of lack of execution on a plan. I am super proud of how ours have executed. That doesn't mean there aren't going to be bumps in the road, but, but the big picture is how do you talk with your teams 
about using this time to actually accelerate. So when it is game time, that we are way beyond where we typically or where others may be competitively. So Kevin, would you, uh, would you uh, leave with that? Yeah, look, I think, I think we talked a lot about this really just being an, um, an extended preseason. You have a three month preseason in some ways to prepare yourselves for, for, for when competition comes um, in the spring, whenever that is. So, I mean, I think we have time to really kind of take, um, a very methodological approach in terms of how we're going to train the team, how we're going to ingrain our culture, how we're going to kind of build relationships and, and do the things that we think set us apart. And I think, um, you know, it's nice to not be in a, a rushed, crammed, um, you know, time of the year where where there's a game every two days you can really be thoughtful and um, think through how we're going to kind of just uh, track our, our growth as a team both on and off the field. Katie, we're back-to-back A-10 champions. No pressure at all, okay? But as we've talked now, it's how do we take the next step, right? So how do we use this um, unbelievable time that we haven't had before with as talented of young group of Billikens that's ever been at SLU to then take the next step? I think there's a, a few areas we've really honed in on is, is one, of course, being a, a group that can be adaptable and flexible. And, and the best teams are those that, that can be adaptable, can be flexible, can withstand adversity. And so that build, ability to, of us to now build the next generation of our, our women's soccer leaders, um, we have this gift of time that they are getting to not just, um, you know, see what it looks like, but experience how to, how to teach the young ones what it means to be a, a solution women's soccer player and then I think taking that that next jump is you know for us we we've tasted it we're in break we've talked a lot about embracing the expectation um, and now really getting into the, the what the margins take to be a, be the team that's advancing an NCAA tournament um, and uh, having the opportunity to do that day-to-day in training and build the habits that when it comes comes game time we're prepped for it how do you build that culture and keep it fun how do you Crank on the uh, expectation, the physical expectation. I mean, at the end of the day, it's got to be fun. So how do you do that? Uh, associate head coach Chris Allen is uh, the funds are, um, you know, I think every day we, we as we're, dra- you know, coming up with sessions, we're, we never struggle as a staff to make it challenging. Our, our message going into the fall to the team, and we've said they got to keep us honest with this, is we look at it as a staff. Would we as players want to play in this session? Would, this, would we find joy in this? And, you know, it's also then checking in with them. Hey, did you have fun today? And, and they'll tell you if they did or not. Um, and so I think in fall 2020, more than ever, we're really, really prioritizing the game should be fun. It has to be joyful. Um, and we'll, we will ensure that we do all the other pieces to take care they, of it. They will tell you, won't they? They absolutely will. <laughs> Kevin, how, how, do you, uh, how do you guys address that? How do you – I mean, they're motivated. we got a bunch of workhorses. They want to work hard and all that thing. But how do you, how do you bring that extra pop? I mean, how do you – at the highest level, you gotta have, you got to have a bounce in your step. you gotta, you got to have that joy. How, how do you do it on the, on the men's side? Yeah, I think I think we just compete a lot, right? I think they love to compete and love to go at go at it and 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 play. And I think don't overcomplicate things in some ways. Um, and I think for us, just really kind of focusing on the energy, the energy, having a ton of energy givers with good body language, and and just make a real competitive environment that where they embrace the competition amongst each other. And 
I think that's one of the benefits we have right now within the team is there's just a lot of competition. There's a lot of, of guys that are going to be really uh, motivated to, to get on the field and it's going to be difficult. And I think for us, um, they just love to compete with each other. So I think just creating those environments and training is going to be really important. So one item that I see that's different today than was a year ago is we have a, a stadium going up a mile east of our campus, right? And uh, we've got uh, St. Louis City coming to town. And you both have done a really good job of focusing on recruiting and building community from from the St. Louis perspective because we can't we can't have high level teams here without that. How now do you both see that as an advantage to your program? Kevin, why don't you uh, lead off? Yeah, no, I th- look, I think anytime that you have a uh, an MLS stadium literally a block from from our stadium, um, you know, it's a huge added, added value and added advantage. And I think there's going to be some synergies as well, whether it's watching training or just watching watching uh, the pro team, you know, uh, operate. I think it's uh, from a recruiting perspective, I think everybody's going to see that as a tremendous um, uh, aspect in terms of how, like right now, for instance, a lot of our guys are have aspirations of going to play, um, knowing that there's a, a watchful eye right down the road that they can come watch games and, and, and be exposed. Um, this is a really important part of, of what we do as well, right? We want to win championships, but we also want to give players a pathway to that next level and having it next door and having good relationships with our neighbors will be important. How do we do that on the women's side, Katie? Uh, you, uh, you know, you learned early on in coming to St. Louis how important recruiting was going to be, and you took some pretty strategic steps to to get there. Um, how do you see that as an advantage? Let alone the first women majority owned professional sports team in our country, let alone in the MLS and in the in the sport of uh, soccer. How do you see it? I think we look at it kind of twofold. One is the having, like Kevin says, a a professional stadium team a a block away. It just speaks. We, when we talk recruiting and we talk recruiting our St. Louis, uh, the top women is we think our, our atmosphere at Herman stadium is one of the best, uh, in the country. We've been in the top 20 in attendance, uh, the last couple of years. And so having, you know, that, that soccer community, we always talk that St. Louis is a soccer city. Well, now we have it at the highest levels and it just speaks to the atmosphere that, that our city is able to create for our women to play in. And then I think on the second side of that, the long-term, the professional, you know, a lot of our women have aspirations of working in professional sports or of working, you know, under, uh, you know, successful women. And so to build a partnership that, that our women have opportunities after graduation, if that's the route they choose to go to um, in our city, because they don't want to leave home. That's, it's a special place to them. And so I, I look at it as a, it's, we get them the front end because of the atmosphere, but on the back end, it sets them up for life. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, I think long term, it is going to be an unbelievable opportunity and give us yet another uh, another pop. Right. It just gives us another sales piece as you both uh, continue to build and and serve our students. Like like we've said all along, I, I, I firmly believe this is a unbelievable moment for our athletic program. And uh, it is an unbelievable moment to take the next step and to separate ourselves. And I think what both of you have done in the off season, and for that matter, all of our teams have had great success in really serving our students 
and serving them with our values. And that's why we're in position, in my opinion, to take the next step. So if there's one thing, one focus that you both have between now and March, when we're going to play for real or February, whenever it is, uh, February, March, if there's one focus that you have, what is it and what are you going to do to execute on that to put our teams in position to win championships in the spring? Katie, yeah, I'll be, I'll be oh, honest. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, that's her. I, I, you know, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Katie and, and her program. And, you know, over the last two years, what, you know, just kind of talk, having conversations with her and, you know, and, and really kind of, um, you know, taking some best practices. And I think what she does with her leadership group and her team and whatnot is quite unique. And um, so we've tried to emulate that a bit on, on the men's side. And, and um, for us, it's, it's continuing to, to drive, drive our culture, but, but make it more player driven and, and, and player owned. Right. And so I think we have a tremendous leadership group in place. They've, they've really made some, what I feel some big strides um, over the last six months and just continuing that on and really ingraining, you know, the, uh, our values and our pillars into the team on a daily basis, I think is really kind of the focus for us. And, and I think the soccer will take care of itself. I think we got a real talented team, we have a really great coaching staff, um, but it's really just about uh, for us, our values and our pillars and making sure it becomes more player owned. Thank you. Uh, Katie. Yeah. I, Kevin, thank you. Um, you know, it's great to have programs we can steal from, but I think for us, it's, uh, it's a similar message that we took, to the team in the summer that come March, no one we play will be fitter than us. We'll be the fittest team in division one. Um, it's a con- total controllable and uh, no one will have more fun than us. And that's the building of the relationship and the connection we can establish between those, between this, uh, in this time. So we will be the fittest and the funnest team uh, in, in division one. Fit and fun Billikens. I love it. Uh, it um, I'll use that with myself because Lord knows I need a lot of it. But uh, no, I thank both of you for spending some time today. Um, I am uh, unbelievably proud to have you two leading our programs. And um, we lead with great values. We lead with our culture. And that's why we're going to win a lot of championships. And so thank you guys. I appreciate you spending the time today. We'll look forward to seeing you out on the field soon. And uh, we appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to From the Stands with Billiken Athletic Director Chris May. Subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes Store and have the latest episodes sent straight to your phone. Go Billikens!